Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Ow! Thank you here early. Gene Wolf in the house. Howdy, how are you doing today? I'm I'm good. How are you, buddy? I am not bad at all. It's gonna be a good day today. Loads of racing coming your way here today. We got the snowball derby down at five flags. Yep. I'm sure there's a bunch of virtual snowball derbies going on today. We had the snowflake last night. Loads of controversy with that. We got a lot to talk about. I think the highlights on that, and I think I know what you're talking about on that one. For the first time, we get to talk about going into an F1 race and not about what, what just happened about an F1 race. So it's going to be a different day here today. You, usually in F1, we don't have really what you'd call a silly season like you do in a NASCAR, but uh, we got some silliness going on. We got some silliness going Absolutely, on. Absolutely, yes. So we'll start off right there and we'll get with it because, hey, they fire off in about an hour. They're going to be yep. taking the green flag here. And Hamilton out, yep. Russell in. Protocol. So, and, and let's start off right here. I like Hamilton. Don't get me wrong. Does he have COVID-19 or does he just not want to run the outside of this circuit? I think it's the second. Um, I, I don't know. You know, it, it, it could be, we, we, that's something we'll never know probably, never. but, uh, I, I mean, I hope not. I, I, I get it. He's already won the championship and he's already won all these races and he's broke records this year. And, oh, well, I don't have to run these last couple races. I'll just, you know, go on, uh holiday and um let somebody else drive the car but i i i really don't think lewis is that guy uh you know he's he's a, a multi-time f1 champion he he's a hell of a driver he's a hell of a racer i i'm i'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he really does have COVID. and, and i'm with you there i know what you're saying like i said i don't want to take away from anything but this is a, a different track it's a 50 some second lap circuit so these guys are catching up. It's going to be a wild race today. I think after seeing that Romain Grosjean incident last week, it, stuff starts playing into your head. You're, you're, you know, it's uh, it, it's interesting to see. Like I said, I, whether he does or not, it's perfect timing for the end of the season after you already got everything finalized. My next question, though, howdy to you, and I want to know what you guys think here as well. Who's in the hotter seat today, Valerie Botas or is it George Russell? I think it's Botas, man, because uh, you know if Russell comes out there and I mean he he almost got the pole. I mean to to have that little of time in that car and go out there and I mean he was fast in all the practices. I really thought he was going to get the pole. Uh, Botas sneaks it out barely to keep the pole, but I think come race time. Russell's out to prove something, and uh, I I think Botas is on the hot seat because if he can't beat this guy that's only been in the car for, what, five days, and you've been in the car for two years, yeah, that's saying something. And to answer, uh, we'll go ahead and answer Matt Trace's question real quick. If Russell wins or podiums, does that show how good that the car is or Hamilton just that good? Um. You know, we've talked about this. I, I think the car is that good, but I think Hamilton's even better. The, I mean, the I car's think you put Hamilton tier. in any car and he's going to perform. I don't think the the pole, I, th I think Hamilton's on the pole in that car. I don't think uh, Botas takes it. Um, but I, I'm not going to take away from that Mercedes team because what they have done with that, that ride, 
is phenomenal. I mean, it, it is. It's absolutely top tier. But I, I think we what we've seen with Russell in the Williams goes to tell you the type of driver at least Russell is. Um, we, we, I agree 100%. We've spoke on it before about uh, Hamilton. He he got himself to that seat. And that's kind of what it is in F1 is you, you work your, your rear end off, you work that tail end off to, to get to that seat. So at the end of your career, I mean, you look at it as any, any career. You try to work hard when you're younger so it's easier for you when you're older. So I, I think that's the kind of the, the, the tune of F1 is these guys, they, they try to work their, their rear end off when they're young so they have this good, uh, the, the best ride that they can when they get older in, in their experience, and they have that. And then you have guys like Fernando that keeps getting older and keeps getting a ride. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, we won't even get into that part so of it. But for the I mean, first time, I yeah, think. I, in- I, I think these guys, you know, they, they set themselves up for success early on. And then, you know, kind of, I'm not saying they ride it out. You still have to work hard and you still have to perform. But uh, with what George Russell's doing right now, all eyes are on Russell. But I still don't think he's in a hotter seat because even if he goes out and puts it on a podium, I mean, that that's that's pretty impressive for somebody that's their first weekend in the car. Right, absolutely. There was a meme out there that I posted. I thought it was absolutely yeah. – I about spit my coffee out when I saw that one. Dude, it, was like, <laughs> it was a picture of Russell out in front, and it says, Hey, James, where's everybody else? They're right behind you. Right, <laughs> huh? So I, I mean, just imagine because right now, if you look, if you follow George Russell on social media, the kid looks like yeah, he he just met Santa Claus on Christmas morning. I, I but mean, you know, what? go ahead, go ahead. He he is a fanboy to no extent right now. I mean, you, you see throughout the year, he does his his simple posts like, "Hey, thanks Williams for this ride this weekend. Thanks to sponsors this week. It has been." an overload of a post about every hour look at me i'm in a mercedes look at this i'm here with mercedes i thought that's been pretty funny i mean you can just tell how coveted that seat is right there look at my new helmet with the mercedes 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 logos (laughs) exactly Uh, um but i mean here's what i really uh admire about george russell if you looked at him yesterday after qualifying was over and he come in, they told him he got P2 and, you know, he barely missed pole. You, you, you could see the disappointment on his face. Right. He, he wanted that pole bad. He wants to go out there and just set the world on fire in that Mercedes and really show what he's capable of doing. He knows this is his one chance to do that and he's going to take advantage of it. If he had one shot, one opportunity... What he captured, he's going to let it slip. But, hey, you you look at today's race before we get into the silly season. Let's touch on this a little bit here because you you see this is a track in my mind. Yeah, you got the two Mercedes up front, but in my mind, this track is going to favor that third-place car, Max Verstappen. I I think Verstappen will do good here, and I think this track does kind of suit him. But I I still think at the end of the day, Russell's going to take the win. That's that's if if I was going to get on my bookie or whatever dot com and put a pl- place a bet, I'd I'd put my money on Russell right now. Put I'd love to see. You know what? Now that you say that, I'd love. I'm going to pull up to see just what Russell's odds are 
today to okay. actually win this race. And then something else we didn't speak on yet is, uh, you know, everybody watched uh, the race last week and seen, or if you didn't watch the race, I'm sure you've seen highlights of Romain Grosjean's crash. So Fittipaldi got in the car, which is actually Emerson Fittipaldi's grandson. I thought it was his son. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Look back. It's his grandson. So I mean, son is Christian. Right. But it just goes to show you, I mean, these guys are young that are coming up and into this formula one era right now is you how old's christian though um he's probably late 40s okay so see i picture em emerson fittipaldi was still around when i got into indycar so in and my mind but it, see exactly that's what i'm just not picturing as an old guy because he was still racing when i started watching so those guys i i guess but he was at the end of his career there because his, oh, yeah, yeah. his son was probably in at the same time, if not shortly after then. Yeah, so see, you never got to see Mo's F1 career. No, no, I just saw his the last bit of his IndyCar. Right. Cart. And then, and, and then Christian, I mean, he he had a up-and-down career. Christian just, I, I think they put a lot of uh, expectations on him early on since it was Emerson's son. And... Uh, it's his nephew. That's right. That's right. You're right, Dwayne. It's his nephew. Um, I don't, I don't know if Mo has any sons. Now that I think about it. So, anyways, Christian's his nephew, and then uh, they were saying something yesterday uh, about Emerson's son-in-law, and I can't think of the name now. And he was a former racer too. Uh, damn it. it. It'll come to me. I hope. But anyway, <laughs> so you you put Fittipaldi in the Haas car, and he he's struggling so far. Let's just say that. So, and we we moved to that Haas talk here. We we start to talk about that, and the, we, we knew both of those guys were out. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more on uh, Grosjean because now he is starting to reconsider his move to IndyCar, which, hey, I get it. He, uh, he you know, I'm sure he'll – Still have some talks here with IndyCar, that, that Foyt team, and maybe if he had any other connections there. But uh, uh, I, I get what he's saying when he says, you know, he doesn't want his family to have to see that again and be so far away. It's not the fact that it happened because he knows that's a, a possibility in racing. It's the fact that they were so far away and they waited two and a half minutes to see if their dad, their husband, you know, their, their friend died. So, um, right. Uh, obviously that's going to make you rethink things, but you, you look, we knew both of those guys out at Haas and they sign, uh, Mick Schumacher. And that's obviously a huge, huge news in the F1 world. And can you think of the guy from Russia that they signed in the second seat there? I don't remember his name. I was trying to think of that as you were talking. I was like, I don't remember it. I want to say it's, it reminded me of Hockenden. I know it's not Hockenden, but it, it kind of has that that ring to it. But uh, uh, so they yeah, Google it. Nikita. Uh, they they sign. Maybe it was Nikita. I don't know. Um, they sign these two new drivers, and like I posted on uh, Checkers and Records, there it's the first time since 2012 that we're gonna have Alonzo and Schumacher in the field again so kind of a cool thing to to put together now granted it's not the schumacher we're used to but i think 
Mick is going to have a solid run. I mean, you see what he's done here in F2. I think he's sitting second. Uh, after yesterday, maybe he's still on top of the board, but it's going to be a very close battle here for that uh, F2 championship that he is battling for right now. So, Nikita Mazepin? It is Nikita. Okay. I was going to say, Nikita. I knew it. It reminded me of uh, Mika Hockenham for some reason. It's that Nikita. Mika, Nika, I don't know. <laughs> yes, Nikita Mazepin or Mezepin? Mezepin, yes, like yes. Um, so um, uh, with those two signings, I, I think what I've seen a lot of rumblings about, what I've seen a lot of people talking about with that is the fact that um, they, uh, they're, they're young. At that point, with them being young, they're going to tear a lot of stuff up. It's They're new to F1, and I, I kind of agree with that. And I know Haas was was pretty upset with the kind of the overall cost going into this year. So you signed two new drivers, and I'm not going to put anything out of Mick Schumacher's hand because I think he's a fantastic driver, but he's like his dad. I mean, <laughs> let's, let's be real with it. He's going to put that car... In, in very tight places. You give him a tight spot that that car will fit, he's going to put it there. He's 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 literally going to drive the wheels off the car. I <laughs> yeah, mean, absolutely. Mick's going to give it everything that car's got. And because they're like we talked earlier, when you're young in your career, you're trying to prove who you are. So now right now, he knows he's got his chance to get an F1. He's got to get in that car. No matter if it's a shit box, he's got to go out there and try to do the best he can in that car and and hope they develop and make some changes to it along the way i mean we've talked about his dad before michael won his first championship at benetton he wasn't you know he didn't win it at ferrari so i, I don't see mick going out and winning a championship in the no, hospital with no. the 2021 rules anything's possible well and i think it almost fits him better for 2022 with that new rules regulation and everything because you like i said you look at what he's done in an equal car the only thing an F2 car has got a difference on is the set. I mean, you're 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 setting it up differently throughout the the paddock, but it's the same chassis. It's the you, you, the I'm pretty sure it's a, a spec motor for the most part. So um, it, it's a lot different than what we see in Formula One. So I, I think that really fits his his needs as a driver. Um, and at this point, the 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 two questions that I can really raise is. Number one, do you see Mick Schumacher being anything over what George Russell is this year in a in a Williams compared to him next year in a Haas? Because me, myself, I do not. I think he's going to be fighting for 18th, 19th all season long. Uh, maybe have those couple glimpses in the weird races, those, uh, those type of races where we saw uh, uh, Russell really put it down and almost get into the points. Maybe Mick flirt a, a couple times with some point runnings. But at the end of the day, I think he's going to have a really hard first year, and I hope he doesn't get too discouraged by it. Uh, we'll, we'll let you hit that one before I ask my second. Okay. Um, real fast, we'll answer some of the stuff going on here. Uh, Jason, you didn't miss the Snowflake talk yet. And Mr. Anowski, as far as bringing Mick to IndyCar, I don't see it happening. I don't think Mick would ever do that just because, you know, he's – his family's F1 background. I think right. he would remain in F1 and finish his career out there. But uh, going on to Mick in the Haas for next year, I myself, I'm going to put high expectations on him just because 
I was a huge Michael Schumacher fan, and this is his son. So, and I've watched him drive. The kid can drive. That's you know he didn't get this ride just because of his name. He can drive. He is the 2020 F2 champion. They announced that yesterday. So, you know, you, oh, you're okay. no slouch. I didn't realize you can go he out. got it. Then, if you look at the last 10 years, who's won the championships in F2? It, it, he's he's got some good company with him. So, but uh. I think Mick, he's not going to go out there and compete for podiums week in, week out. But I think he will, you know, give that car a better ride than it has the past couple of years. I mean, if they if they can put the car underneath him to where it can finish, I, I think Mick will do better than the, his teammate does. And I think he will uh, definitely perform better than the Williams. Now, is that top 10? No, I, I don't I don't say that Haas is a top ten car yet, unless in the offseason they make some drastic changes. But I, I see, you know, top fifteen. I can see that. But uh I, I think he's gonna do good. So my next question here is we, we look at Ferrari as a future. One could only think, one can only imagine that mixed line that his his career progress will lead him into the Ferrari. Now I, I guess it goes stems off into many questions off of there. Does uh, with the new regulations, does Haas try to retain drivers instead of move them up into Ferrari? So does he try or do they try to retain him as a driver through his career? Or my next question is, if not, if that plan is still to move up into the red Ferrari, then again, we, we go to that hot seat question. Who is on the in the, the hotter seat? For the next two, three years, we'll say two years at Ferrari, is it Charles Leclerc, as you like to say, or is it uh, Carlos Sainz? I I think that's gonna. Um, so so let's answer a couple questions here. As far as Mick and, and Haas trying to retain drivers, I, I'm sure it'll be written in Mick's contract. If Ferrari ever makes the phone call, he's gone and going to Ferrari. Right. I mean, there, there's nothing that's going to stop him if he has that opportunity. So, and that that's probably about any driver in the paddock. I'm sure they have exceptions in their contract where if certain teams call, they can get out of their contract and go run for that team. But anyways, so as far as uh, the second part of the question, Shaw, Leclerc, signs. I, I just think that's going to depend on who performs better in the next couple of years. I mean, we've all seen where Shaw like to get out there and, and wreck it. You know, he's he's had some, uh, well, was it last year at, uh, um, oh, it's the, it's the one uh, track in Russia. Starts with a B, I believe. You got me when it comes to the. Anyways, it's Bangor. got that one funky little kink in there, and and Leclerc was leading the race. And hit that wall right there and game over. I mean, so it's things like that 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 are kind of making uh, Leclerc questionable. Where if Saints can go out there and perform better than Leclerc, keep the car in one piece, I mean, it, it's hands down, that's the driver you keep. So you look but, at... Oh, go ahead. But at the same time, I mean... If Mick's not showing glimpses of, uh, you know, better performances in the Haas, Ferrari's not going to look at him just because, hey, you know, it's Michael's son, we're going to put him in the car. No, if, if he can't perform, Ferrari's not going to look at putting him in a car. So, 
I mean, there's there's a lot of factors that are going to play in there to whether or not Mick goes to Ferrari, and and it may not be anytime soon. It may be five, six years before he gets the chance to drive a Ferrari. But I'm, you know, as far as the two drivers at Ferrari now, I think they're both good drivers, but it's just going to depend on who performs better. Absolutely. There you see, uh, your your excuse me, your buddy Charles. He put it in fourth. See hiccups. But he had a so a really fantastic run there with that Ferrari in the outer course there. Excuse me, in the outer course. So uh, really looking forward to uh, to seeing how because uh, everybody's been disappointed with Ferrari's uh, uh, performance here this year, and it's not the drivers. I really don't think it is. I, I think they're doing everything they can with what they're given, um, but. That's that's the way I look at that. And and to hit on Tim Christensen, he's right. He he's got a point there. Is signs is more uh uh consistent here. He really is. So uh it it will it'll be interesting to see when those two get behind the, the same vehicle. I'm gonna touch on Hanowski's deal here, and I just saw something the other day that said uh Ferrari going forward, they want to keep all their resources. They want to keep everything focused on F1, so uh, them moving to IndyCar really was not an option right now. But that's that's uh, uh, Facebook news right there, so I'm not stamping that as that's uh, official because they could say that. I mean, in, in typical F1 fashion, Ferrari could come out and say, no, we're not doing it the next day. They're over here, and and they got to Hey, we got IndyCar team. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you never know. But in my mind, I don't see it happening anymore. I do. I think, especially after this rough year they've had, they really have to step back and and, and get their F one team back in. If it was a top tier team, if they were uh, going for championships over there, I think that answer is a is leans more towards yes. Um, but right. To, to kind of touch on your question there about IndyCar, new new things, do you have anything else in F1 you can think of? Uh, excuse me. The only other thing I can think of is uh, Grosjean has announced that he will not step back in the car this year. Right. So his career at Haas is over. And Now, with like that said, he, he did say it would be a terrible thing in my mind for my F1 career to end with that accident. Total Wolf came out today and said, you got a ride here with Mercedes. We'll give you a test day. You take this bad boy out. You have fun with it. You end your career here in F1. You ride off into the sunset. So I think that's, that's cool. cool. That that right there goes to show you. I mean, we look at F1, and, and it's it's so competitive. It's so cutthroat. But then you, you got a guy like Toto there that I think he's very genuine. I think that guy really – needs to to be looked at as more of a uh uh f1 director than a uh um a team director because i i think i mean that's a cool move right there that's an expensive move i mean somebody posted a meme that said uh, uh mercedes insurance agents right now and it's uh steve carell off the office when he goes yeah, I know you can't see me, but they can't. I mean, this is that face like, oh, no. <laughs> but I, I think he takes this out. And, and imagine what's that going to be like for, for Grosjean at the end of the day to walk away. He could say his last ride was a Mercedes. I don't care, you know, what, right. it, what it is. He's going to say his last ride is a Mercedes. I would. 
I'd get a die cast made. I'd have a what? helmet all Mercedes up. I'd have it all. A whole Mercedes oh, Patronus suit. suit. I'd have the whole, yeah, look at me. I was a Mercedes driver. Yeah, I wouldn't know heartbeat there. So I, I, I do. I think that's cool. I think that's a really good uh, um, uh, deal there that they got going. So uh, uh, really hats off to Toto for facilitating that and, and making that happen. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> So we move uh, over to uh, uh, IndyCar meant. here to kind of touch on something else that I, I wanted to, as we're talking about new manufacturers, stuff like that, into it. BMW pulls out of Formula E. Does that open the door for BMW in IndyCar more so to you, or does that open the door for BMW in NASCAR more so for you, e or either? Neither. That's that's neither. I don't think they're coming either way. Uh I just, you know, because they've pulled out of IMSA too. So I, I don't know if BMW is struggling as far as, you know, overall uh, revenue coming in to, to keep their, their factories open and keep producing cars. So maybe they're ending all race program. But I, I definitely don't see BMW coming to NASCAR, and I definitely don't see them coming to IndyCar. Yeah, so uh, I, I I think NASCAR, because there was uh, speculations, it was just a couple months ago, uh, somebody posted something, it was one of the NASCAR sites on their Twitter, it said, describe NASCAR in three words, and BMW actually post on that, it said, better with BMW. So they that was speculations as NASCAR hops into the hybrid era that 2022 could see the introduction of BMW, but I think a lot of... Uh, manufacturers now they want to look for this uh, uh, net zero emissions net zero carbon emissions um, so a lot are pulling out now formula e obviously uh, that that's going to give you that but still um, you you have like you said just so much cost in production of vehicles out on the car your everyday driver that that's your focus that's your your money maker there so you got to keep the wheels turning in the factory so that's where I, I, I do think that could uh, uh, maybe maybe see them, I, I hope not out for good, but BMW is that manufacturer too that they kind of dabble here and there. They'll, they'll come in, they'll back out. They'll come in, they'll back out. So, uh, you know, that's right. <clears throat> they have, I mean, because they, they used to run a lot of um, like prototype stuff and stuff like well, that. They were they in F1 that. for the longest oh, time. Yeah, they did that too. So, I, you know, BMW is definitely a manufacturer you want to see stick around. And I don't think they're going anywhere because uh, I don't know if you follow any of the, how some people say it, Fanatec, some people say it, Fanatic. Uh, I don't know if you follow any of their pages on Facebook, that but they keep posting sweet. this new BMW wheel. And it's supposed to be like oh, the real wheel to. in the car. It is. You can literally take it off of your sim. <laughs> I saw that yesterday. I was my jaw hit the ground. So I, I you know, they're they're still going to be involved in racing somehow, some way. At what scale, I don't know. I mean, hell, they even used to be in a MotoGP at one time, I believe. They were in motorcycles. So, but uh, you know, and going to Hanowski's comments here, I. I don't see Ferrari coming to IndyCar by 2024 either. I just don't see Ferrari coming to IndyCar. It, it would be a hard pitch right now in, in this next era of IndyCars. I think it would have to be down down the line. 
I say you'll see Mercedes or Renault in IndyCar before you see Ferrari. So um, I'm trying to think here. Is there explain. anything IndyCar-wise you can think of? That's what uh, – um, was, it, was it Tim that said the Kia or Nissan? Yes. I, I would agree with that, that you'll see uh, Nissan maybe uh, – uh, I know Mazda had pulled out of um, the IndyCar – the Indy Lights program, the the road to Indy, so maybe that's something you see into NASCAR here in the the future. But I do think um, both series do see new manufacturers here in the new future, though. Oh, I would agree. I would agree a hundred percent, especially IndyCar. You know, and they they need it. They need something besides Honda and Chevy. You know, you, you need to give more options and. and like I've said before, I'd really like to see another chassis manufacturer come to IndyCar too. You know, not not make it so much because right now it's basically a spec series. The only thing you have an option in is your motor package, either a Honda or a Chevy. Everybody's run the same chassis. Everybody's run the same tires. Get, give them some more options. So I'd be interested. Dwayne says he, he doesn't think we'll see Santino at Coin anymore. What? Where do you think he ends up then? I, I know maybe you got insider information. You can't tell us, but um, I, I know he is, uh, said he wants to dabble in NASCAR. But I, I would think he comes back for at least one more full-time year here in IndyCar instead of taking a step back, maybe a, a part-time ride and, and dabbling elsewhere in sports cars. Because he, he did. He ran some sports cars as well last year, correct, with IMSA? Yes, he ran. Uh, yeah, he he ran a couple races in IMSA. Um, I, I I really think he's going to go to NASCAR. I, I think he's going to go a full time ride in NASCAR. He's going to follow that money. I, I hate to see that because he's such a talent, and I, I love to watch him in the Indy cars. And we've discussed before, IndyCar needs to keep you know keep a hold of this young talent they have right now. Don't let him go anywhere because it's really making the racing interesting and it's making great racing. Right. So we, we, uh, kind of put the, the snuff on that now. And can you think of anything else you want to touch on? Uh, so two Xfinity teams he's talking to right now. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I can't think of anything else IndyCar wise. So, uh, you want to get into the, everybody's asking for the snowball and snowflake and, snow races baby it got interesting last night down in florida at five flags as nasty nasty and bubba pollard come into turn four baby they come hot so bubba's up top and really not up top i shouldn't say that nasty nate nasty's behind him and he gets, he does, he, fl- he, he, no lifts into the back. People are like, oh, that's just a good bump and run. And no, I think he got into no. him a little hard there. It caused him to go sideways. And then he kind of finished off the deal uh, there. Cause at that point, I think Bubba throttles and you see the rest of the car just say, see ya. So uh, Bubba tries to pull it out, tries to make something happen. Finishes like 20th. Or 21st, so coming around to turn four, watching the checkered flag wave and finishing 20th when you were going for the win, that's disheartening. But, so Nassie crosses the line in first. Well, they're interviewing him, and you just see his face just go, like, pale white. 
And at that point, I think that's when he realizes I just got DQ'd. They DQ him for reckless driving. So you, you obviously you agree with that. I want to know what everybody out here thinks. Is I mean he I because when you said it earlier, it's like I know what you're talking about. I've seen the replay of it. He he literally used the car in front of him as a brake. He didn't lift. He came in there and he just smacks the car in front of him. The guy get you know, and of course it's going to get him loose, and he gets up high. So then he comes underneath him, and I think it was Pollard, right, that was in the car Pollard that was, was spinning? In, yeah. And, I mean, he, he's in the throttle the whole time because I think what he was trying to do was get the car to hook up and come down and take Nasty out, which can't blame him. I would have done the same thing because that was a bonehead move. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I see highlights throughout the season, and it seems like Nasty has a lot of controversy around him. And he just, he, he seems like he's a dirty driver. What he did last night was very dirty and it was justified for him to get DQ'd. And that's what I think a lot of people have said is that it's kind of his style of driving there. And if it's not him in that position, maybe they look at it a little differently, but unfortunately, because you have that kind of stigma of that, that fourth turn or first turn guy, that's, that's what you get. But, um, a lot of people, I mean, the racing world right now that watch that is completely split in a half on that. But I, I really do. I, I, I agree with you. I think the, the bump and run is one thing. You're on a guy's bumper. You give him a little tap, a little tap in the corner. Make him go up the track. You don't get the guy sideways. There, There's a difference there. You turned the dude. You turned him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was there was no question, no ifs, ands, or buts, and uh, I'm surprised there wasn't a little scuffle back in the pits after the race. <laughs> Josh said he bumped him, and he should have won. See, I disagree with you, Josh. I disagree. You, you call that a bump? <laughs> if that's what you call a bump, dude, I never want to be on the racetrack with you. <laughs> never. That's what a lot of people are saying. That's the old bump and run. No, he hit him with the old razzle dazzle in my mind. Oh, he hit him with a great gazoo. <laughs> he got him good. He came in there pretty hot. He came in there pretty loaded. Uh, I don't think he had intention really on on slowing down, like you said, outside of that that bump. <laughs> yeah, that that was. I I get a a you know a bump and run. You're you're coming up and you just you, you nudge the guy. He this one he come in just drove right into him. It wasn't a bump. He drove right through him. No, see, and that's where I I don't think senior would hit people harder like that. That's like somebody did say that yesterday. We were debating about it when we were watching it. Is somebody was like, that's like Gordon saying, or that's like senior being like, yeah, Gordon got loose up there. No, senior drilled him. You remember that Pocono run? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Old NASCAR fans know exactly what I'm talking about. Senior turned Gordon. That's the only way he could do it. But he said, oh, he just got a little loose. Yeah, well, yeah, I think he came in there. I think a bump and run is one thing. That was a smash and run. A smash and grab is, is what I'll call that one. Yeah. I, I mean, look at when uh, Senior dumped, uh, was it Labonte at Texas? <laughs> Tim, Tim's Josh's teammate over there at HRT. He says, uh, he, he bumps his teammate and he says, look, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, 
It seems like, see, that's what I'm talking about. It, it looks like those teammates are even, they're debating on this. The, the racing world is turned over about this decision right now. See, look at Dustin Hall's comment. I have to agree. I have to agree with what Dustin just said. <laughs> that's good. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that dude at all. I, you know, Like I said, every time I hear his name brought up or see it on Facebook, it's something that he's done dirty, and he's just a dirty driver. So, if you're a fan of the guy, I'm sorry, but that's that's my opinion on him. I look forward to today now as the, the snowball derby gets underway here in just a little bit as they start the uh, the pre-race festivities here. They moved it up an hour because I think the threat of rain. Right. So um, you, you look at the last chance qualifier. Did you get a chance to see the highlights for that? Uh, no, I did not. I've been watching that. We've been having a party over at ECRS, but... I've been watching that, and man, this last chance qualifier, Chase is starting, what, midfield, near the, near the rear of the pack in this last chance qualifier. Dude wins it. I mean, Chase is on fire. He just rips through that field, and then he starts to to catch him. He's like, hey, I got this. Just don't look. <laughs> he's gonna show he's just, putting video proof he's giving us yeah he's a I, lawyer I I he's a that. lawyer right now <laughs> this is awesome this is awesome he's got a dale senior bump and run video i can't wait to watch that here shortly <laughs> that's good stuff but uh so you, you look into the snowball today i think it's gonna be a really fun race it's colder than what it usually is from what they were saying as it's about what it is out here right now it's 40 some degrees out there last night on that track so uh I, I really look for these cars to uh to to have some fun and i'm gonna tell you right now i i don't think i i have enough knowledge on the super lates to to really do a checkers and records picks of the week on that i think we do that with yeah. f1 but i think ty majeski comes out here today and puts on another show I really think Ty in that super late model, man. Good luck. I, mean, I, I know you got Rowdy out there. I know you got Chase out there. But, man, Ty's hungry. He, he you can't it. count Majeski out, dude. He's, he's, a, he's a wheel man. He'll, he'll drive it. When it comes to these supers out here, no doubt about it. So, uh, um, I look forward to watching him be put up against the guys like uh, Bush and, and Chase. We've seen it before. Um, but this is his playing field. And that's what I like about this super late model race is a lot of people, they, they tune in to see Bush. They tune in to see uh, uh, Chase. They tune in to see these these bigger name drivers. But at the end of the day, let me see this guy's name because I'll tell you what, this kid wielded. He was 14. Grant Thompson in those pro late trucks on Friday night. I mean, he got out in front. A 14-year-old just sent it. And I don't care. If the people, daddy's money, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Daddy's money does not fund the guts of a 14-year-old driver in the front of a field with a bunch of 30-year-olds chewing away at his back bumper. It, that, daddy's money isn't driving the car. Exactly. Now, you might have a good ride, but still, for a 14-year-old to have the composure, not only at a race, but this is one of the biggest races you'll be in maybe in your career. Some of these guys won't see a lot higher than the, the, the weekend of the Snowball Derby. So, I mean, this right here, woo, baby, he had some guts. He put it out there, 
and and, and I really think that uh, Grant Thompson's going to be a name to uh, to keep your eye on. Grant Thompson. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think the kid's uh, going to have huge success in his racing career, and I think we're going to hear about him a lot more. I, uh, you know, it could be a couple years we'll start hearing about him in ARCA and then move up through the Gander Mountain trucks and, and you know, come up through the ranks like that, and I can see him doing it. He's definitely got the talent, and like you said, daddy's money or not, the kid can drive, so and I don't even I, know if I, that's I, I the case. To... I just hear people say, "You see a fourteen-year-old win." That's what they say. He could come from nothing. I don't know that for sure, but I, like, like we're saying, yeah. At the end of the day, dude, you're, those two hands are on the steering wheel, so <laughs> right. It, 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 it's between those two hands and the head here. So uh, <clears throat> we uh, move through here and, and yeah brandon says it right there i mean it, your money can get you a far way in racing nobody's gonna deny that nobody will deny that but at the end of the day for you to be a top tier driver you gotta have that experience you gotta know what to do that's where kyle bush is gonna excel in a race like today even though uh well kyle bush not a good example because he is he can wheel a super late model but uh just any any professional driver getting into a race that isn't their normal forte their, the, the experience is going to take them so much farther than the than the the car's worth or the car's uh uh value right so, so that kind of wraps up uh the snow snow races i'm trying to think i'm trying to keep it a little shorter today since we do have the snowball derby since we got the uh F1, F1 race kicking off here in about uh, 20 minutes. So, real fast though, um, I want to touch on a, a post you made this week, and I thought was really cool, and people should go check it out. But before I touch on that, uh, yesterday Mav TV, if you have Mav TV, they had some FIA karting on. Ooh, yeah, very nice. So I, I think that's cool, and so now I'm going to go out and get Mav TV because if I can watch karting, I'm, I'm all down about that. <laughs> right. But, uh, so getting on to the post that you posted the other day. It was talking about if you're going to Daytona for cart week, these are some of the COVID rules and regulations that are they're enforcing. So if anybody out here listening, watching, whatever, if you're planning on going to Daytona for cart week, definitely go to the Checkers Wreckers page and click on that link and, and see the protocol because it's there's some things that you're going to have to go by in order to race. Right. Absolutely there. So, oh, yeah, we're not going to skip the iRacing. We still got to talk about some iRacing here because – Howdy, what I thought about would be a great idea is to to thank the drivers, to thank these leagues that came on CWTV this year. I, I made a little list right here. We got a list. Okay. I know you can't see it, but I'm going to announce the nominees right here for the first year CWTV Awards. What do you think of that? I think it's pretty cool. All right. So let's start with the – we'll start with the best-looking category. The best-looking category – we're going to have the entries of Scott Schroeder for the 07 machine. We got Tim Trowbridge in the 74, that truck, the gray and pink, the splash. I like that. We got Brad Haldanes, the mystery machine there with the uh, the checkers and wreckers in the Scooby-Doo font. Big fan of that one there. A lot of uh, fan favorites out there. Kyle Westwood's NVIDIA was... That is See that truck's sexy. <laughs> uh, I, I knew right there. Boom. Um, John Etheridge in his dirt late model. 
That thing looks fantastic by AC2. Um, we got Keegan Harmon, the sprint car, the, the Harmon Designs master himself. Yes, and sir. And we got Todd Hook. That was on that post. Todd's – I am glad I made that post because Todd's car looks sharp. He's got a pink checkers and wreckers on the back. And I'm not saying that did it because all these will be posted. All these will be a fan vote here. <clears throat> so um, we've got uh, – are you still? Oh, you still got more? Oh, oh, well, that's that's the best looking category. So, best looking category. I got to throw in one. This this is one, and I I can't say one driver. I'm going to throw the whole team out there because their whole team has good looking cars. Uh, JIR Simsport. Uh, I think their cars are fantastic looking. They always they they look good. They do, but see, this is CWTV. That's SRTV. I don't. They, uh, they don't yeah. run. They don't run. They don't run any CWTV stuff. I don't. I don't think I've seen them on the uh, the fixed pros. I don't. I think they're sprint car guys. They are, but I just I thought that maybe one of the series that you. Uh, the, the only other sprint car series be- I got are the the morning ones right now. Well, Outcast. Okay. Outcast. Okay. But I just picked that one up there. So into those newer series, I do apologize. Hey, you'll get in here on the second year. Not a not a issue there at all. So. Nathan, thank you. Boom! Right as I say that, an outcast guy pops up here. It's perfect. Right. So uh, we'll go into the most improved category here on CWTV, and you'll see a couple of these names that do kind of appear a couple times. Tim Trowbridge is one of those that does, and he is on the most improved category here as well. Had a rough start there with the ECRS, but really came in, and now he's battling Thomas for top wins on Imperial. Is the the season uh, just a complete flip there for Trowbridge? So it's been fun to watch that. Here's a good one. I know you're gonna like this one. Our buddy here, Brooks Trammell. You talk about a guy that has really improved. Brooks Trammell in those late models. Boom. Most definitely. A fantastic run there. We we keep on that late model even to the, with the pricks of payment here. Uh, the the behind the scenes monster himself, Anthony Caudill. He is going to be, like, I don't know how I said that, Anthony Caudill, he is going to be up for most improved. You talk about a guy, I mean, he, he it wasn't him causing the wrecks, but poor guy couldn't find his way out of one, and now he's finishing top five, top ten, constantly in that Pricks of Pavement series, and he's had a very strong year with the Monster Mash on CWTV. So. You know why? Why? Because I sold him my uh, Fanatech CSL uh, wheelbase and pedals. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it, it was howdy touched there. It was howdy touched. So um, we've got uh, um, from the ECRS League, Robert Nestor, again, came in late in the season to get a win and get the, into the playoffs there in that league. So really picked it up at the end of the season there. We got Evan Ethel out of the NSRL, uh, uh, a solid runner there. Started with that uh, um, uh, feeder series and then really climbed up through the ranks in NSRL in the playoffs here, going for a title a little farther out than he wanted wants to be right now, but really starting to line up those consistent finishes here. So solid run there. We got DJP from the battle over the Pacific. Again, you talk about a football this guy was getting punted all over the place. <laughs> he just couldn't find his way around a track to save his life. Again, 
did a little upgrade with his wheel and pedals, and, and now he's finishing in the top five in a league in the sprints that you're battling Australians, and, and I'm not trying to uh, well, drive the shit stereotype. Out of they do. They they really know how to drive that uh, uh, that car around, that, that sprint car. And then another one from the ECRS, Macho Carballo. He's been a, a solid runner there, so – uh, we raced another night. Yep, exactly. He's running to the Biakula. He told me he taught me how to talk in Maine. He said you just add an AH at the end of everything there. So <laughs> I really there you go. <laughs> I, I feel like I've nailed it now because of that. We move on on to the the hardcore title year, Howdy. And this is the one people might not enjoy, but hey, you're gonna have it in the leagues. This isn't necessarily the guy wrecking everybody, but maybe the guy who can't find his way out of it either, you know. Yeah, if if you were eligible, yeah, uh, you you would probably be in that category because unfortunately, some days you just can't find the luck. You know who is eligible though? Chummy. Nope. I'm gonna throw Dan Stevens in this one. <laughs> so we got our brother over at Black and White Sports. He's in the hardcore title mix. <laughs> I think Chummy should be in there too. Chum, he might be a season two hardcore title guy. Okay. <laughs> so that dude just has some some terrible luck. Outside of our buddy here over at uh, Black and White Sports, there the ass. We've got Matt Constant in the hardcore title battle. We got Randy Cornwell sitting in the hardcore title battle. We got Ryan Stillwell going up for the hardcore title. We got to throw the original monster in that uh, discussion. Who's that? John Etheridge. <laughs> he said that, but I think it'd be a landslide. I don't think it's fair to put him in there. He lags out too much. <laughs> but you got Lachlan Barberry out of the battle over the Pacific. You got a hellacious slider there with Lachlan. You just throw it, close your eyes, and he hopes and prays. It's like a Hail Mary in football, fourth quarter with two seconds left. We got Donnie Fair from the Pricks of Pavement and the Monsters of Dirt. And Richard Murtaugh Jr., I think he's got a target on him. He's one of those guys that uh, he just can't find his way out of it. If those guys kind of touch him, it's it's just, whoa. He says, hey, only for cup do I lag out. He wanted to be specific on that. <laughs> so we move into the fan favorite. The fan favorite nominees here. I think this is pretty cool. A lot of the guys that bring different people to these races, you see their name come up. A lot over there. And the fan favorites we're going for is on the top of the board, the driver of the butt bus himself. I was going to say, Travis has <laughs> got to be in there. Travis Butt up there, no doubt about it. Behind him, Neela, or Gyla, sorry, Gyla. We got Gyla always cheering on Chris Downing out there. Chris Downing in that talk. We got the Gould train, Thomas Gould. You got who, who other than Brad Haldane. Brad Haldane! Brad Haldane! Brad Haldane! <laughs> Matt Ivan! Brad Haldane! From the battle over the Pacific there. He's always got some tune-ins there cheering him on. We got Taylor Gentry, the football of the ECRS, with Frankie always giving him shout-outs. He's always got other people in there. And then on the dirt side as well, Joshua Hessen uh, for the fan favorite over there too. So yeah, I, I don't know if I like that that pick on my end. Now that he's talking that that was a bump. 
Yeah, I have to agree. <laughs> I, I think we need to reevaluate that. <laughs> so we move in to the most coveted award here, to the MVP of CWTV. And this is a cool award, I think, because it spans across many leagues. Some of these guys did run in multiple leagues here. So we'll, we'll run them down here. Obviously, you got to start off the list here. Thomas Gould, the conductor, the train himself there. He, he's ran many different leagues. He's won in many different leagues. I think leaving him off this list would just be completely insane. You move down. You go to Tegan Daniel, who ran that ECRS modified and just complete dominance there. If he didn't have an issue for the router, Tim's going to hate me saying this. If he didn't have an issue with that router, I think there's a uh, just a, a huge sway in the points there. Um, but uh, we got that pushing forward. Um, and let's see here. Going down to the, the third now is Kyle Westwood, the most winning driver on CWTV across the series with three different series. He was able to win in Pricks of Payment at Kentucky. He won many of his races in NSRL and won even a few with the ECRS. So uh, spanning the, the wins out through three different leagues, very impressive there. We got Dylan Yeager on the dirt. Eager, Yeager. That man is up in the front each and every week. You got to look out for Dylan when you're on the dirt. It doesn't matter if you're in a midget. He's won them over there. He stays up to like 3 o'clock in the morning so he can run those Australian leagues. He's ran the sprints. He's won those. He's ran the midgets. He's run those. And now I've seen him in the, the pros uh, at night with the Monsters of Dirt. And obviously he, he's winning those. So you, you can't have an MVP talk without Dylan Yeager in there. You go back to the ECRS. And, and again, without ha you, you got Tegan. Who's battling Tegan each and every week, door to door? You got Chris Downing. You can't go. It, it kind of goes hand in hand in the MVP talk there. Then you, you go back to the, the pricks of pavement, and he's on the fan favorite section. You, you could almost put him in three categories here as the most improved, too. But you look down at the 24 of Travis Butt, and he's done a phenomenal job out here keeping steady in, in, in this second part of this season. I mean, just ran off with dominance here with the pricks of pavement. And then rounding out the board here, Dave Hunt, another guy that has taken it from many different leagues. He's ran on different leagues throughout CWTV, and he's won on a couple different ones there. And, and what impresses me with Dave Hunt, on top of that, he might hate me saying this, but he's one of those older guys here on iRacing. I believe he's, uh, we'll say 55-plus. Uh, he could be in the 60-plus, but I don't want to hit him on that if he's not. So uh, well, Dave Hunt up there. And just no matter where you're at, Dave Hunt's going to run you side by side there. It's just bingo, bango, bongo there. And I'm with you, John. He did in the in the playoffs there. Porkchop really came alive. But I think Travis Butt as a uh, overall there MVP, you got to throw him in that category. And like I said, Dave Hunt at the end there. So that's the first year nominees for the CWTVs is what we'll call them. And, and there's going to be, I don't know yet if, uh, I, I know we're going to get a trophy for the main one. I don't know if the others are going to be trophies or if it's going to be a little iRacing uh, money, but there's definitely going to be some prizes involved to the winners here. And we're going to get the voting started here this week. We'll have a post on checkers and records 
and it will be a fun week or two of voting here for your favorite on CWTV. I look forward to this, and again, it's kind of my way to thank all these leagues and thank all of the uh, the, the viewers here on CWTV for a fantastic first full year. Yep. And you know what today is, Tommy Boy? Slide! Slide Job Sunday. <laughs> you came in with the phaser there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so we're at uh, the 305s are at Charlotte tonight, and the 360s are at Lima Land, I believe. So uh, it should be a fun time there, the Pricks of Pavement, Atlanta. So I'll be calling that race from Hotlanta, baby. It's going to be a fun one, a fun one there in Hotlanta. It should be a great time there with the Pricks of Pavement. And uh, they're finishing off, I think we got two, maybe three weeks, a lot of these series now. Finishing off in iRacing. Uh, iRacing starting to come out with the new builds. The information on the new builds here. Um, Cedar Valley coming to iRacing. We got the IR01, which is a mix of the past, that present. And <laughs> yes, it, I wish they would have put the Halo on it. I'm not going to lie. I wish yeah. the Halo, because they don't have a Halo car. So, but I, I get that's kind of, uh, it's a fan car. They wanted to make a car that uh, uh, no really electronic assist, anything like that. So it's going to be a driver's car here. Um, open wheel. It's going to be an absolute blast. And I, I really look forward to seeing um, uh, what the type of racing that really brings. Uh, um, we've got, what else is there? They've been scanning some different European tracks. The Red Bull uh, ring should be. Uh, Coming soon. I'm still waiting on Brownstown. The Northeast Modifieds, the Big Block Mods are coming here next week. I know uh, I'm going to be calling a race uh, uh, two weeks from now with the Big Block Mods. Long Beach is finally finished. It seems like this is a uh, a solid run now for uh, – see, yeah, I'm saying – I'm thinking Weber Valley. I hate that, man. I got that stupid thing stuck in my head. I got to unfollow that on Facebook. I'm sick and tired of seeing that stuff. <laughs> Cedar Lake, Weber Valley, Weber Lake, Cedar Valley. It's all the same to me. Potato, potato, whatever. Goodness gracious. You're right, Tim. My bad. That's a, you, you are correct. JR Sim Sports hosting – BB mods on Thursday next season for MOD. You see, I would agree with that. Weaver and Bang Bangers next build, surely. Yeah, there you go. The old Bang Bangers. Yeah, raise the old Bang Bangers. I did like, I saw somebody post a video, and if you don't know what Weaver Valley is, I think somebody in the Chili Bowl, like, so whoever's behind the, the social media Weaver Valley, it's a, it's a joke on iRacing. And they they posted out like uh, the Chili Bowl is going to be moving to Weaver Valley. It got so many shares. It got so many views. The Chili Bowl had to come out and say, we are not moving to this fictional track of Weaver Valley. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. So congrats to you, iRacing Network, on uh, accomplishing that. My goodness. I've heard the the Weaver stuff isn't Howard. But, hey, if it is, congrats to Howard. We'll get him on here sometime. I mean, he's a, a social media genius when it comes to, to all that. We got Ron Ron Weaver. I think they're Weaver. I don't even know if it's Weaver or Weaver. 
Weaver. There you go. <laughs> so these guys have a good time. But yeah, I mean, for uh, iRacing community to come out and have the Chili Bowl say, hey, 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 this ain't real, guys. Like, congrats to you. That's funny. That's that's funny. <laughs> Gage Martinez. <All> right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Is that it time? time again. We haven't got to do this in a while now. I just completely unplugged my headphones here. It's time to make the checkers and records picks of the week. They're about to go. They may be green flag right now, but we don't know. So we're going to pick the checkers and records picks of the week here for the Formula One race here at Bahrain, the outside. And I'm going to go with, I don't even know what Watt is. <laughs> I do, but we won't touch on that. <coughs> um, we, uh, we're talking F1 here. We got the winner here, my checker pick. I think he's on the hottest seat. He's on that Ricky Rudd seat today, and I think Valtteri Botas does get the win. All right. Oh, I know what Watt is. I do, too. What yeah. <laughs> Shit show. Um... I'm going to go with uh, Russell for my checker. So we're both picking a Mercedes. Just got the opposite one here. Go down the list in the wrecker. I think for the car where he is sitting today, it is a dangerous place. It is a dangerous situation. Starting in fourth, I hope Charles Leclerc doesn't get hurt. But, man, I think he's going to overdrive the rear end out of that machine and end up uh, putting it into the wall or putting it. Uh, he's going to retire it, I think, today. Okay, so that's your record, Shaw, Shaw Leclerc. Shaw Leclerc. <laughs> uh, oh, I just got an update. It's almost time they're going live. So <laughs> right. uh, my record, um, I, I was gonna pick this guy, but I can't because he's he's new in the car. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do him that way. Uh, we'll go with Kevin Magnuson. Going with Magnuson here. See, I could see him having a uh, a strong finish here in these last couple of races, knowing it's his. Kind of a, a bit of do to F1 here. Uh, go down the, the list for a, a dark horse of the day. And can you pick Russell as your dark horse? Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, I think Albon does have a decent day here today. Um, I know he's in that Red Bull. He hasn't had a solid uh, win here today. Uh, if you want me out of the top three, I'll pick Gasly. As my my uh, top runner out of the top three, but I think Albon, Gasly, yeah, either way, that Red Bull Alpha Tori team I think has a solid run here today, no doubt about it. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Gasly, so we got him covered. There you go, Scott picking Stroll as his record. There's a good chance about it, no doubt. There, Perez gonna have a solid run today, I bet. Uh, so it should be a good one. They're about to go live here now. Hamilton is not, so George Russell nope. in for Hamilton. And <laughs> we were both on it. <laughs> These guys are getting it. You guys are the best over here. Thanks so much for tuning in here to Checkers and Wreckers. As always, thank you to each and every one of our partners here. We got Sean Nugent, the rock star realtor. <laughs> over there. Gotta love him. And then First Financial Bank. Hey, if you're buying a house, you go to First Financial Bank, you get some money. It goes hand in hand. No doubt about that. You got a bruisey racewear. Cash money. Cold hard cash. You got a bruisey racewear USA. Keeping me looking fresh. Keeping me looking fly. 
Hey, I got a question. Yeah. Does he make just the jackets? Uh, you know, that's a uh, good possibility. I have to look on the uh, race suit. I just want a jacket. I'll have to look on the site there. I'll, I'll let you know on that. Um, we've got Oralex Acoustic treatment there. Obviously, you can see it behind me here. Oralex Acoustics. Get us sounding clean. Got us sounding crisp. Dude, it works. That <laughs> stuff's amazing. The Butt Kicker Gamer 2 for that nice little rumble behind your seat here. It doesn't rumble that bad, but makes you really feel like you're driving that car, guys. Immerse yourself in the game. Feel what you've been missing with the Butt Kicker Gamer 2. You guys are the best here. Thank you so much for tuning in. There's a lot of racing coming your way, your way, right there. You, you, on the other hand, you got work to do. Your wife is looking at you. You better go. You better go. Seriously. I've, I've gotten that look before. Yep. Thank Peace. You guys. <laughs> Peace. We're out.